0: Hey there, it's Nick.
1: And it's Leah.
0: So we're doing another live show.
1: Where You Raised by Wolves live.
0: And this time we're going to be on the West Coast. Portland,
1: Oregon, babies.
0: So come see us on June
1: 15th. And we're going to be at the Siren Theater. And the show starts at 7.30.
0: So go to our website, whereyourraisedbywolves.com slash live and get some tickets.
1: Join us. Hey everybody, it's Nick. And it's Leah.
0: Real quick thing before we get going. We are on a break this week.
1: And do we want to say really quick, Nick, and why do we want to say I'm saying it, so we're going to do okay. it, is that I feel? Say it. I feel like a few people have emailed in, Nick and I don't want to break the show up into seasons because we don't want to no. go away for that long.
0: We can't leave
1: you. So we're just going to take a Monday every month and a half. Yeah. And you know,
0: if the post office is closed, we might be closed. Who can say? Who can say? But it's just one week. You will be fine. And for this week, we have a very great episode from the archives, which is one of my favorites. And I don't know how it's taken us this long to resurface it.
1: This amuse-bouche always sticks in my brain. I love all your uh-huh. amuse This is in my top five.
0: So in this amuse-bouche, you made a promise to try out one of the phrases in your regular life once you learned it. And I guess the question is, did you ever actually try it?
1: I've tried it, but I think not in the way in which it was, I don't want to give anything away. So I've just tried it randomly.
0: Okay. I don't think that's the way to do
1: it. So I'm going to try it this week. I'll do it this week in the proper way. Okay. All right. Well, let me know how that goes.
0: And another reason why I love this episode is that we talk about people who cut in line. The worst. The worst. Yes. And it's still happening, which means not enough people have listened to our show yet. <laughs> That's what that means.
1: It's still happening. I thought that maybe by the there. time we replayed it, it would have stopped. Yeah, I was hoping this would just like sound quaint.
0: <laughs> but no, it's actually uh, still a thing. Remember when people used to cut in lines? Adorable. Well, yeah, no, unfortunately, it's still happening. It's still happening. So we'll be back next week with an all new episode. But in the meantime, let's start the show. Let's get in it. Do you cut in line? Do you ask for free dessert when it's not your birthday? Do you tell people you're just leaving? Were you raised by wolves? Let's find out. Here at the Everybody, it's Nick Layton.
1: And I'm Leah Bonema.
0: And let's just get right down to it with our moose Bouche. Let's get in it. So, for today's moose Bouche, let's pretend we're going to have a phone call. Okay, ready? I'm going to call you.
1: I just started sweating. Okay, a phone <laughs> call. I'm so out of practice.
0: Okay, here we go. Oh, hoi, hoy. Oh, hello. <laughs> so, let's talk about the proper greeting for a telephone. And so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, hoi, hoi. Ahoy, ahoy. So, when the phone was invented, this was the original greeting, or at least this is what Alexander Graham Bell wanted for the greeting for the telephone. Ahoy, ahoy. So nautical. Yes, very nautical. Yes. And so, Alexander Graham Bell, a lot of people are sort of credited with inventing the telephone. He kind of gets the most credit. A lot of different historical reasons for this. We don't have to get into it. But Alexander Graham Bell, he really liked Ahoy Hoy as the way we were supposed to be uh, calling people. (laughs) Because when the telephone was originally invented, it was just a direct line. It was just a live line between my office and your office. There was no ringer. It was just always on. So if you wanted to get someone's attention on the other end, you had to say something that they'd be able to hear. So Ahoy Hoy was sort of one of those things. But Thomas Edison... He liked the word hello. And he thought that was easier to hear from far away. Now, why he came up with the word hello is definitely a subject of great debate. Because up to this point, the word hello was not a greeting. And as far as I can tell, people were not just like saying hello to people on the street. That wasn't like a thing that was happening. And the word appears to have only entered the English language at some point in the early 1800s. And it wasn't a greeting. It was just to get someone's attention. Like, hello, what do you think you're doing? Or you said it to express surprise, like, hello, what do we have here? But it wasn't like, hello, Leah. Like, that's not how we used hello, apparently. And then I also saw somewhere that in England, when you were on a fox hunt with dogs, they would say like, hello, to incite your hounds
1: on the hunt. Oh, wow.
0: So maybe that's part of it. Hard to say. But Alexander Graham Bell liked, ahoy, hoy, Thomas Edison, he liked, hello. Hello. And Thomas Edison, though, he was involved with the earliest telephone exchanges, which were like the rooms that had all the wires coming in that got all the wires going to the right place. And because he was involved with that, and because those early exchanges had the earliest phone books, and because the earliest phone books had instructions for how you were supposed to use this newfangled technology, Thomas Edison's preferred word, that's what went into the instructions. And so that's what became popular.
1: Wow. Who knew? Who this. right also right? the idea that your phone would just be like on <laughs> right in your house and you just yelled to get people
0: yeah the, the ringer came a little later yeah and so the earliest phone book is from new haven in 1878 and there's only 50 subscribers in it and so they told you you said hello but what i love is that they also told you how you're supposed to end a phone call oh which is that is all that's it. I love that. <laughs>
1: that's so. That that's so you.
0: <laughs> so I may need to bring that back. Yes.
1: Imagine that power that you were like, "Hey, we're all saying hello, even though nobody did it before this."
0: Yeah, I mean, isn't it incredible that just like the word you want is now one of the probably the most popular words in the English language?
1: It's really amazing. I had no idea. So that is all. That is all. I'm going to go with an ahoy, ahoy, though. I'm going to start working that in. Well,
0: (laughs) funny, in an episode of The Simpsons, that's how Mr. Burns answers the phone. Oh, is it? (laughs) Yes, because presumably he was around when the phone was invented.
1: (laughs) I also want to say really quick, I used a phone book this week.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay, so for people at home (laughs) who are too young to remember what a phone book is, this was a printed book. That was sent to every year with people's phone numbers in it.
1: And um, my town has one. My parents keep it in a drawer. Still? Yeah.
0: A current version? A
1: current version. And that's how small my town is that it's, you know, I'd say half an inch It's thing. a
0: pamphlet. It's not a book. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. And I, I wanted to bring up some food to a friend um, who hasn't left his house much. And I, I was like, oh, how do I get his number? And my mom was like, look in the phone book. And I was like, what? <laughs> there it was. It would
0: not occur to me to go to a phone book for someone's number.
1: It was so exciting. It really was exciting. And he was listed? He was listed. And I called and he picked up. Wow. I called on a landline.
0: Is it even a 7 digit phone number? Or is it just like Orchard 6, 5000?
1: Can I have number three, please?
0: (laughs) Right. Um, Well, how wonderful and quaint.
1: It was really fun.
0: And so Ahoy Hoy sounds very appropriate for your town.
1: It does. I'm going to try to work it in for the next month. Great. Well, that is all
0: and we're back and now it's time to go deep
1: this is so deep
0: this is deep so i want to talk about people who cut in line Mm. this happens it really does this is a thing this is a thing that happens so i guess i was thinking about this it feels like there's various types of cutting in line on sort of a spectrum There's sort of like the one end, which feels really mild, and then like the truly outrageous.
1: Oh, definitely. Right?
0: So like on one side is the accidental. Like, oh, I didn't realize all these other people were waiting in line. I didn't realize like I cut in the middle. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like that's one end. And then a little less is like the, oh, can I just jump in the copier with these? And then on the other end is like the purposeful, I'm just doing it and I don't care sort of end of the spectrum. That's outrageous.
1: That's outrageous. I would also like to point out, I had two friends email me this week about line cutting, not knowing-
0: Just independently? They wanted- Well,
1: a friend of mine, Melissa, who listens to the show, she sent me this great article about line cutting.
0: Okay. Pro or con?
1: Randomly, not knowing that we were going to talk about <laughs> it this week. Okay. And, and then another friend of mine was like, I know you're into this. And then she said- she watched a person get line cut today and then somebody came and called them out and she was like, it was amazing to watch. (laughs) Yeah, well, so... There was actually a a line in the article that I thought was really worth sharing. It's called The Overgrown and it's by, the article was by Jesse Mechanic and the line is, the line is the most basic social contract we have. Mm. And their argument was that people who purposely cut in line are like the scourge of the earth.
0: I mean, I think that's a really good point because the line is truly artificial, right? It is truly a social construct that as a society, we have decided that we are going to behave in this way. Uh, It's not sort of human nature. It's not inherent in our DNA, right? Like it's truly just this construct.
1: Absolutely, I agree with you.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's sort of creating order out of disorder.
1: Well, the person who wrote this article believes that it's your responsibility to call out the line cutters.
0: Okay, well, let's just jump right to that. Because we all agree that line cutting is bad.
1: It's really bad.
0: There's no debate.
1: There's no debate. There is the... I was trying to think of the accidental line cut. Yeah. And I feel like it particularly happens when... Which I've done it once. And... You know when you are taking, like, an exit on the road, but the line is all the way back, but you never think, oh, that was for my exit. You think, oh, these people are all in this lane, and then you get to the front, and you're like, oh, no, that was for the exit.
0: Oh, uh, okay. So I on do the road. believe
1: that sometimes that happens accidentally. Like, if you hadn't driven the road before, and you didn't know that that was the exit that you needed to take. Yeah, that happens. But then there are people that you see clearly are just cutting.
0: right. Right. And to the cars behind you, they don't know the difference.
1: They don't know. Although I try really hard to be mouth the entire sentence. I didn't know this with the accent. I am so sorry. (laughs) Okay. I do a lot of hand waving.
0: Okay. You want to show regret.
1: Yeah. And a lot of like shoulder things. And then like, I hate myself. You know what I mean? (laughs) I really try.
0: (laughs) Okay. My favorite line cutting is... Particularly at an airport, I noticed this, where somebody will pretend they can't quite see the board and will like pretend like they're squinting and need to get up very close to like the front so they can get a better look at it. And they're like, Oh, now I'm just standing here. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's sort of like, okay, I I, I see what happened here. Yeah, you didn't really need to read whatever that sign was. You just wanted to relocate yourself. Okay, I gotcha.
1: I do love it when the people checking tickets are like, no, we're in zone three right now and you're zone four and they make them go back because that person knew.
0: Yeah, they knew. They knew. They always know. This is not some secret. Now at an airport, how do you feel about those people who are running late and want to cut you in security and be like, oh, I'm running late for my flight?
1: I don't have a problem with that.
0: Okay. Do you? I do feel like when somebody asks for permission to cut, it somehow feels better, even if your excuse is flimsy. Just cutting in without any conversation that feels super rude. But if you ask for permission, somehow it's like, all right, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you. We all know this is a lie, but like, okay, fine.
1: But it might not be a lie. I mean, it maybe, I
0: mean, right, maybe not. Hard to say. <laughs> but I mean, with the flight thing, it's sort of like, well, we all have a flight to catch. And I just made an effort to like not cut it down to the wire. Like I'm, that's why I'm there.
1: Like I know, but sometimes things happen. I
0: totally get that life happens. I get it. And I didn't have the opportunity to ask them like, well, did you leave the house with enough time? Like, it's like, oh no, just cut, fine. Have at it. But you know, it does make you wonder. Is are like, is this because something happened to you or you just cut it to the last minute and you knew you could get away with it?
1: Right. Right? I think the big ones are people who clearly cut lines when they saw the line. And they just don't think anybody's going to call them out for it.
0: Yeah. All right. So what do we do about it? Somebody has just cut in front of us. I think we, if we're going to say something, you got to say it immediately. Time is not on your side. You just got to jump on it. In the moment it's happening, you need to be like, oh, hey, I don't know if you saw the line. There's a line. There's a line. Oh, it's back here. Oh, this is the line. And I think you have to do it with a tone (laughs) of like, you didn't realize there was a line, even though you did. But the tone has to be non-judgmental. Be like, oh, clearly this was a mistake.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I'm not good at this.
0: Okay. (laughs) You're just going to let it go.
1: Uh, My partner will not let it go. We are a let it go and not let it go group. Okay. He'll be like, line. I've had people skip me a cashier. You know when the cashier, there's one line and then there's multiple cashiers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then somebody just comes to the front. Yeah. I've had to the person behind me go, are you going to say something? I would have had to yell across multiple people. I'm not going to do that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess whose responsibility is it to call out the line cutter? Is it the next person in line who's being immediately cut? Or are people further back in line allowed to weigh in?
1: I think they're allowed to weigh in. I do love the idea that if we don't call out line cutters, they continue to get away with it. So they need to be called out. Yes. That being said, I also am somebody who's, tries to let things go because I, I have I hold some sort of belief that sometimes it's better to just let things go but I do think in this case people should know that that's not what we've agreed on as a society that you should do yes
0: and I think you can call people out uh, with the assumption that they didn't mean to do it yeah and obviously people who were not raised by wolves will realize oh my goodness I don't want to cut in line that's not what we do as a society I've agreed to that let me go to the back of the line in which case, Harmony is restored in the universe. But then for that person who's like, oh no, I I, I hear what you're saying. I'm just gonna stay here anyway. Well, for those people, you know, what do you do?
1: What do we do? That's the question. I think
0: those people you do then just let it go. I don't think we escalate the situation. You've said your piece. We can all agree that you're a bad person. And we just let that go at that point.
1: Can you say that? Can you say, everybody in this line has agreed that you're a bad person? (laughs) Yes,
0: yes. We uh, we took a survey uh, and uh, we have agreed that uh, you're bad. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Now there are weird situations where somebody has like exact change and just wants to buy a soda and like leaves the soda with the dollar and gets the cashier's attention. I've had this happen where like I'm trying to buy things and like somebody else just like slides a dollar and holds up the can and be like dollar can. I guess that's fine. Right.
1: I find it annoying, but I it's fine.
0: Okay, and then there's the, oh, I just want to ask that person a question. I don't actually have a transaction. So that's sort of a a hybrid cut.
1: It's a hybrid cut. I... On both those circumstances, I would still wait in line because the people in line have waited. Maybe they just have a question. Maybe they just have a dollar.
0: Mm, true.
1: I see why people can get away with that. And I'm, for those at home, I'm putting my hands in quotation marks. <laughs> right. But I personally think that you should have waited in line because there could have been people in line that only that had exact change as well. They were just being polite.
0: Right. Yeah, I think that's that's good. I mean, I guess you could, if you really were in a hurry or it was really going to be quick, you could ask permission to the person in line who is next and be like, oh, I just have a quick question. Do you mind if I just ask?
1: Yeah, I think that's the right thing to do.
0: Right, I think that would be fine.
1: I just remembered a egregious line cut that I did. That you did? Yeah.
0: Okay, the- Leah's getting flushed right now.
1: Yeah, I tried to black it out <laughs> of my brain, just completely forget it. Okay. And I was mortified- it was an experience I'd never had before. We were in Texas and we were at a, um, not pudding, not tapioca, not ice cream. It was a place that they made, I'm blanking. Is this
0: relevant to the story? It
1: is, but I've just okay. never experienced it before, but they only- It was a
0: custard-based dessert of some thank sort.
1: Thank you. It was a custard, but they it did was it in- It brulee. They do it in fresh batches. Okay. So they closed down in between the batches. I see. And people weren't in a line. And I didn't understand that that's what was happening. So I was like milling about. And then they opened the window and I was like, so exciting. And I thought everybody else had already ordered. And then after I ordered, I then saw everybody who'd been milling about and I realized oh my goodness, and I was mortified.
0: So the mystery custard place shuts down for a new batch and everybody just sort of like mills about and waits for the next batch to happen. But they weren't
1: in any kind of a line.
0: So did you do anything wrong then? It sounds like you were milling along with everybody else and you just happened to be closest to the window when it reopened.
1: Yeah, but I should have milled behind them.
0: Oh, so we're supposed to mill in order?
1: I mean, that would have been respectful, I think.
0: This feels complicated. It
1: was complicated. That's what I'm saying. It was a complete error But I I didn't understand. It was not clear cut in any way.
0: I mean, from this retelling, I don't understand what you would have done differently to mill behind other people milling in some sort of semblance of a millable line. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think I should have just milled behind other people milling. The
0: word (laughs) milling and line, these are not compatible.
1: It was just confusing. It was confusing, but I still walked away uh, feeling-
0: Confusing is very confusing. I still felt
1: guilty walking away.
0: Yeah, I mean, gosh, how many years later we're still thinking about this? (laughs)
1: Well, I'd forgotten about it. And then it just came to, because so I was like. <gasps>
0: All right, well, save that for your event.
1: I do think, though, that a person who willfully cuts in line.
0: Ripping the fabric of society apart.
1: I, yes, I really believe that. Yeah, that's what you're doing. Really believe that.
0: Yeah, it's definitely up there with people that are late and people who ghost.
1: I would actually put it above those. Mm,
0: interesting. Okay. Yeah. Where do we, how do we order this? Yeah. Line cutting, line cutting does affect everyone.
1: Because it's a whole group of people and you've just decided my needs supersede all of you.
0: True. It does affect more people.
1: And what we've agreed on is a group, like the people who got there early.
0: Yeah. There's definitely no ambiguity about lines and what they mean. It's true. We could argue about like, oh, being on time, like, oh, you know, how late is late or ghosting, like, oh, maybe it was fine. Like maybe there's a debate. Line cutting, no.
1: No debate. No, no debate. Shame, shame. (laughs) Unless it's a custard place and they did not make it clear that people were milling.
0: Then it's okay. (laughs) And now it's time for Intermezzo.
1: Intermezzo. So this episode
0: is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV streams world-class mysteries, dramas, and comedies from around the world. So Leah, I am looking for a series about an amateur detective. back and now it's time to take some questions from you guys in the wilderness. Ow! So our first question is, quote, is it rude to use your birthday as a way to get things? For example, telling restaurants who don't have a birthday promotion in the hopes they'll give you free dessert.
1: I just wrote, I don't know if it's rude. <laughs>
0: <Right>? <laughs> I wrote, we're assuming it actually is your birthday, right? Yeah.
1: that's. I'm going to assume that somebody who wrote in is honest.
0: Yes. Part of me is like, yeah, okay. Let a restaurant know you're celebrating a special occasion. Don't expect they're going to do something for you. But like if you order dessert, you know, they might put a candle on it. Okay.
1: I also, as somebody who's worked in a lot of restaurants, people don't have promotions because of how often people have lied to them. Right. Oh, it's my birthday.
0: We've lost the privilege as a society for free flan.
1: (laughs) And then as a server, you have to ask to check the ID. You don't want to because you feel rude. But then your manager is like, did you check the ID? Are you just giving free shots away? You know, it's a whole thing.
0: I do remember I was at some restaurant in the Poconos and was with friends and we were celebrating my friend's birthday weekend. And I guess the birthday itself was on a Saturday and this was now Sunday brunch. And the restaurant had a like free pancake upgrade or something. It was your birthday. <laughs> pancake <And> upgrade. So, <laughs> so my friend was like, oh, it's my birthday. And they carded him. And because it was the day after his actual legal birthday, they're like, no pancake upgrade for you.
1: Oh, I feel like that's close enough.
0: Right. Give the guy the four ninety five pancake. I mean, come on. Yeah. But uh, no, no rules are rules. Oh wow.
1: Oh wow.
0: Yeah. So I think we agree. It's not rude to ask. I think it's rude to expect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Our next question is quote: What is the best way to handle multiple people interested in an item you are selling on Facebook Marketplace? When a person changes their mind, do you just go to the next person that showed interest? How long do you have to wait for a reply before moving on to the next person? Is it okay to choose who you want to sell it to? So I'd actually never used Facebook Marketplace. And so I decided to try today. Cause I thought, let me experience what we're talking about so I can offer an informed opinion. So I actually had this old vacuum that I've been meaning to sell. So I thought, let's just list it. So I listed it. So I got a bunch of people like sending me messages saying like, oh, is this available? So the first person who messaged me, I said, yes, it's available. I'm looking to sell it today are you available to come today? So I set the expectation of like what I'm expecting here. And he's like, yeah, 2.30 work for you. I said, that's great. I'll be at this corner and here's my phone number. Okay, great. And so then other people messaged me and I said to them, like, I promised it to somebody at 2.30, if he flakes, I'll loop back with you. And that's kind of how I handled it. So I think as long as you're just clear with everybody about like how it's going to go down and what the deadlines are, I think that's fine.
1: Yeah, I think this person is asking... Can I choose the person I like out of the group best, even if they weren't first? Yeah, that's a little trickier.
0: I am a capitalist in that I just want to kind of sell it to the highest bidder and I don't really care who gets it. I don't need my belongings to go to a quote, good home. You know, sometimes people get rid of stuff and they're like, I just wanted to go to a good home. I will really appreciate this thing. I'm just happy to get it out of my house.
1: Right. Also, but how are you going to, I think the whole picking who you think is going to be a good home gets a little dicey. I mean, I guess if I knew somebody personally, but otherwise I always think of it as first come, first serve.
0: Yeah, I'm a first come, first serve. I mean, if you do want to choose, I think it's fine as long as it's not for like some discriminatory reason. Yeah,
1: I don't sell to redheads. <laughs> right.
0: So if it's a protected class, uh, as defined by like the Fair Housing Act, then let's not do that. But I think the first person who shows up with cold hard cash, they get it.
1: And this part about how long do I have to wait before uh, moving on? I like what you said and I've said this to people when it had to do with like filling a spot for a comedy show or whatever. I'll say to people... I need to hear back within this amount of time or I'm going to go to the next person. You
0: just say what you Definitely set a deadline. Yeah,
1: just say what your expectations and needs are. That way you know what it is. And if they don't do it, they know you move on to the next person.
0: Right. And I wrote this person back. I was like, what are you selling? Uh, and so she is selling a trundle bed and she was giving people until five o'clock at night each day. And so she was really being very nice and patient with people. Oh, that's
1: so kind.
0: Very kind. And I, and I told her, I was like, you don't have to do that.
1: You can cut it shorter than that. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, that's the same thing. It. I'll be like, do you want to get back to me by tomorrow? And if I don't hear by tomorrow? Right.
0: It's like, well, you're going to have that triple bed for a long time
1: then. Yeah.
0: I was looking to unload this vacuum ASAP. <laughs>
1: it's like, if you're on the corner with <laughs> cash by two, it's yours. Done.
0: That's what I said. <laughs> no, and that's it's what I got.
1: Very pragmatic.
0: So our next question is, quote, I was just at a new grocery store and had a pretty long list and was able to find pretty much everything except for three items. I take the time to stand in line for the customer service desk because I wanted to see if they had them. When I got to the front, I asked, do you have baby corn in stock? The first employee said, um, I don't know. And then the employee next to her said, oh no, we don't, sorry. I then asked, and can you point me to the direction where you keep the sunscreen? To which employee number two snapped back, you know, if you're gonna be a regular here, you're gonna have to start learning how to figure this stuff out on your own. I stood in silence for about three seconds before the first employee pointed into the distance and said, it's over there in aisle 17. I was so shocked that I said, thank you, before heading off. But as I was walking away, I realized that I probably should have said something along the lines of, isn't it your job at the customer service desk to help customers? I didn't say anything as the moment had already passed, but I wanted to get your take on the situation for if something happens like this in the future.
1: I wanted to say really quick, I feel like a lot of times, and I do it to myself too, we're always like, why didn't I say something? I should have said something. You didn't say something because how would you have been prepared for when you were waiting in line politely at the customer service desk, asking a question that you would get chastised? That's, (laughs)
0: it's not
1: your fault you didn't say anything. You were taken by surprise.
0: Yes, it was like, oh, I was waiting in line for customer service. And I didn't get customer service and I was scolded for asking for customer service. You were
1: scolded? I mean, for me, it takes like, oh, there's always a processing. Next time, if the exact same things happen, I'd be ready. But the first time, you got to allow for processing time. That is not your fault.
0: No, definitely not. Also, I mean, maybe it's just a New York City thing where our supermarkets, such as we have them, the organization makes no sense whatsoever. Like where things are in relation to where other things are, there seems to be no rhyme or reason. There are frozen peas next to the mops. And it's like, why? Why are these together? It's
1: always by the cat.
0: (laughs) And even though, you know, I go to the same stores all the time, like, I still don't remember where stuff is. Like, I don't memorize the store layouts.
1: But even if you did, even if it all made sense and it was on a grid and it was alphabetized, if I wait in line to ask customer service where something is.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Just tell me. Just tell me where it is. Obviously,
1: this person is having a very bad day. Yes. And I think it's okay to say, oh, I thought this was customer service. Well,
0: you can say that, but the tone matters. <laughs> so if you can say that in a very non-judgmental, non-caddy way, I will allow it. I'm incapable of saying that phrase in a way that does not sound judgmental. So I would not say it. There would be no way for me to say this.
1: I think you could actually say, why are you being mean to me? uh okay (laughs) because that's not catty that's just like why are you yelling at me I'm just asking you a question I guess you could yeah I mean yes if you felt
0: like you wanted to kind of call it out and ask why that was the response why is that
1: the response I just I'm also very sensitive today so I just want to say that up top for our listeners Okay. so that's why I feel like you can say why are you being you know why would you say that to me I'm just asking you a question.
0: Well, and the response is, I'm not being mean to you. I'm just asking you to like learn the store. But
1: why would I learn the store? I don't work there.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah, I'm not going to defend them. But I I think the easiest path of leads resistance is you just let this go. You just walk away and just realize like, oh, fine.
1: Oh, definitely. And I'm probably tomorrow. I would agree with you. But as to today.
0: Today, you want to be like, you're hurting my feelings. And I want a reason why. (laughs) Today,
1: I want to know why you think it's okay to hurt my feelings when I politely waited in line.
0: True. Yeah. I, mean, I think that actually would be totally fine. I am also sometimes inclined when things like this happen to actually apologize for their bad behavior. So it would be sort of similar. Be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I thought I could get my question answered here. That's a, Where that's should the, I go?
1: That's the same thing. <laughs> Nick. That is the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But somehow it works better in my head. <laughs> I'm going to have a whole week of just being like, why are you hurting my feelings?
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I think I like asking them what I could have done differently because it puts them on the spot. Because the answer is like, no, obviously you did the right thing here. I was just being rude.
1: It would be like, do you have a map? Is there a map of the aisles that I missed (laughs) with all of the items on it? So... Yeah. Obviously I don't think you should say that, but I mean that's what they're they're implying that you should memorize all the store. Well, they're
0: just would rather not be bothered by your trivial questions about baby corn and sunblock.
1: I'm really gonna stick with why are you being mean to me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if you're having a sensitive day and want us to help, let us know. Send us your questions, send them to us through our website, where you raised by wolves.com, or you can send us a text message or leave us a voicemail two six seven call RBW now it's time for Intermezzo.
1: Intermezzo.
0: So this episode is brought to you by Book of the Month.
1: It's really true. I want I want a cozy town or a woods. Or both. Or also take a city. You know, let's be honest. Okay. Yeah, as long as there's <laughs> murder
0: or suspense, you're
1: there. I like if there's some food.
0: So you out there, you can get your first book for just $5 using promo code PEDALS. So go to bookthemonth.com use promo code PEDALS, and get your first book for just $5. And now it's time for the Intermezzo.
1: Intermezzo.
0: So this episode is brought to you by... Book of the month.
1: I am loving getting to pick my books of the months.
0: And now it's time to play a game we like to call Vent or Repent.
1: Vent or Repent!
0: Which is our opportunity to vent about some bad etiquette experience we've had recently, or we can repent for some etiquette faux pas we've committed. So, Leah, would you like to vent or repent?
1: Well, i like to reiterate what I said to you earlier, Mm. which is it's getting harder and harder to vent or repent as I have, have contact with less and less people.
0: Yeah. When you're a small town of Maine with four people, not a lot of etiquette crimes can go down.
1: So I'm going to vent.
0: All right. You dug deep. You came up with something. I
1: came up with something. It has to do with driving. And mm-hmm. um, there's a lot more cars here. Everything everybody's trying to also get out of the cities. Everybody's coming up.
0: Yeah. I think everybody's in Maine right now.
1: Yeah. And but there's also a lot of Maine license plates where it's not just out of plate. I feel like such a mainer saying that that I'm watching license plate, but it's not just Mm -hmm. out of state license plates. It's also Maine license plates. You know, it's all back roads. I can't go two minutes without somebody coming up behind me.
0: You mean a car behind you? No, I mean, like, like on the road,
1: you know, like coming in too close tailgating tailgating okay because they want to go fast on the back roads and it's drives me it's a lot of trucks back here because there's no main roads mm. everybody speeds and it bothers me i think it's i go the speed limit i see that in you
0: <laughs> that comes as no surprise
1: i used to be a real fast driver i was like whoop, whoop, whoop. not anymore i go the speed limit i'm not going below the speed limit i don't speed up
0: hands at 10 and 2
1: yeah I don't speed up on places where people can pass. I'm a respectful driver. But the amount of people Mm. that are speeding and then come up too close behind you to be like, move it along, move it along or pull over is out of control. Where are you going? There's nothing open. You know what I mean? They're going to get some need (laughs) They are not. They are just being aggressive drivers and it's rude. Well, is this an etiquette thing? Is this an etiquette crime? It is because you could come up behind me and then stay a length of a car behind me and then pass when you have time to pass. I see. What they do is they come up to your bumper so you feel like you either have to speed up or pull over. Because otherwise you get nervous that what if you have to brake? They're going to hit you.
0: I guess that is rude. Yeah. I guess tailgating is technically rude. Sure.
1: I just don't understand why people think they can bully people on the road. And it makes me so angry because it's so irresponsible and it causes car crashes and it hurts people. Okay. Well, uh, don't tailgate Leah's car. I just don't think, don't tailgate anybody. If you, somebody wants to drive the speed limit, you stay the appropriate amount of behind them. And then when it comes to a passing, then you pass. It is an agreed upon way of how driving works.
0: Fair enough. So for me, (laughs) do you remember that vacuum we talked about? The one where you were it on the marketplace? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, our agreement was to sell it at 2.30 on my corner. And um, funny story, uh, he didn't show up at 2.30. No. No, no. So I texted him at 2.30 when we agreed. And I was like, hey, I'm outside. And it's a hot day here in New York City. And uh, he's like, Oh, I'm just leaving now. No. And you know when you text, I'm just leaving now. No, no, no. You're still on the couch. You don't have shoes on. No. You're still halfway through your bowl of chips. No. No, you're not leaving now. We all know that's a lie. Yeah, Pulitzer Prize for fiction. No.
1: Also, you shouldn't be leaving now. It's the agreed upon time. (gasps) Also that.
0: Also that. It would be very difficult for you to be, quote, leaving now and make it to my corner in any reasonable amount of time. So I was like, okay, what's your ETA? So he's like, oh, you know, uh, 3.15, 3.30. So that's uh, 45 minutes to an hour after we agreed. And I was like, okay, fine. And so now cut to 3.30, and now it's like, oh, I'm three three minutes away, which whenever you're very specific with the time, that tends to be a lie. When you're like, oh, I'll be there in exactly three minutes. Like, no, you're not, That's where, where did three minutes come from? No. So needless to say, he was not there in just three minutes. It was more <gasps>
1: than three minutes.
0: But uh he eventually showed up and I, I got my money and he got his vacuum. But I mean, come on. Come on. Come on. Just be on time. Yeah. I mean, I get that, like, in terms of etiquette consequences, there are very little. This is probably our only interaction ever in life. Like, I will never see this person again. So there are very few consequences for him. Uh, for violating the social contract about uh, being on time.
1: Well, there are karma consequences. Well, sure. You guys had agreed upon time, and then you were out there waiting. Yeah, I was. Also, the consequences to what kind of a human being you are when you give your word, when you say you're going to do something.
0: Yeah, I am pretty sure that he's not going to be staying up late at night tonight, being like, oh, gosh, I'm really apologetic about that late vacuum pickup today. But uh, I can dream.
1: Yeah, but it all piles up. It all piles up. And I think deep inside... He knows. Now, years down the line, after he's behaved this way in many different venues, mm-hmm. he'll be like... This will be his Texas custard shop. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: So, Leah, what have we learned? Hello, hello.
1: Ahoy, hoy. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs> ahoy, hoy. hoy. Yes. That's incredible. Somebody just decided we're going to say hello now.
0: And that's what we're going to do. I love it. And I learned that if you see milling at a custard place in Texas, that's actually a line. It's a line. It's a line. Yeah. Well, thank you, Leah. Thank you, Nick. And thanks to you out there for listening. If I had your address, I'd send you a handwritten note on my custom stationery. So for your homework this week, I want you to leave us a nice review. It really helps the algorithm. There are algorithms involved with these reviews. And when you leave nice ones, they help other people discover our show. And wouldn't it be nice if more people discovered our show? Yes. Yes, it would. It would be so nice. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. So please do that. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. All right, Leah, it's time for Cordials of Kindness. Yay, 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 yay. The part of the show that you make us do. But I only give you 30 seconds. Ready, set. Go. Uh,
1: A friend of mine, Coral, she actually listens to the show. She's amazing. She recommended this place called Goss Berry Farms and it's a berry farm. Okay. And I took my boyfriend and my mom because we were trying to find something that we could do together that was outside that still felt safe. Mm. And I was just so grateful to the people that ran the farm because they made it so they were all wearing masks when you check in and then they brought you to your own row. So then you could de mask if you wanted to to pick berries. But I'm just so grateful to people who set things up and then they. follow the rules. So you don't have to feel unsafe and you could just have a wonderful time. And it was just so amazing.
0: Nice. So like raspberries, blackberries, poison berries, blueberries,
1: blueberries. And then I guess in later in the summer, they also have potatoes. (laughs) Okay.
0: And for me, I would like to say thank you to one of our Patreon members who wrote the nicest thing, uh, which is quote, thank you both so much for making my day end with laughter. I'm off to bed with a joyful glow of contentment and a distinct lack of heaviness in my shoulders.
1: So sweet.
0: Isn't that nice? It's so nice. Isn't that nice? So it's so nice that we were able to send them off to bed with a joyful glow of contentment. It's Love really that. nice. I don't hear that very often about me. So <laughs> <laughs> Glad I could do it. It's
1: so nice. <phone rings> we also have Harry Wild.
0: Yes, Jane Seymour.
1: And I enjoy all of those shows very much.
0: So you out there, sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. This episode is brought to you by ACORN TV. So, Leah...